Today on this episode on the Goop Duck Podcast, Remy and Joey welcomes Papa Funk to the program. Also known as Remy's dad Mr. Chuck Archer to the program. He's gonna take us on a journey with some music knowledge and what was it like during his Disney days. So stick around grab a beer because you're listening to the Goop Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Enjoy. Welcome to the Goof Duck Podcast, this podcast is for everybody who would like to know what is going on with the theme parks in the Central Florida area. This podcast covers, current events, theme park news, theme park history and for a bonus we do some theme park trivia. We bring on guests who used to work for the theme parks and other guests outside of the theme park industry such as, local comedians, and musicians. We are Goof Duck, it is what it is. Goof Duck is sponsored by, The Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida where they make local craft beers every single month. And now ladies and gentlemen make sure we all have a drink in our hands because you are now listening to the Goof Duck Podcast with your hosts, Remy, Joey, and JD. Enjoy. Welcome everybody, it's the start of the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. This one's for a Wednesday, Wednesday, May 20th in the year 2020. Today, today on the program, we're going to do your happy, happy birthday game. We're going to do Let's change your... that. Let's change it. We don't have to call it the happy, okay. happy birthday game. We're going to do the birthday game. Alright, we'll, we'll, let's call it the celebrity birthday game. How about that? We'll, we'll call it that it one. It, it, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a, a working title birthday game. Right. Uh, so today, guys, we're going to do your, your birthday game. We're going to tell you the beer school. Uh, we're going to do your, your food of the day. Uh, we're going to do some Disney history this day in history and finally we'll do your fun fact of today uh, later on the program we're also going to be talking about uh, I'm gonna give you guys some helpful tips uh, so when the parks when the parks do reopen such as Universal Disney SeaWorld I'll give you guys some helpful tips on what you can expect when the parks reopen uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, what you guys can see check out uh, when Uni- uh, when Universal City Walk reopens, when Disney Springs reopens, we're going to give you guys some information about that. And finally, guys, we're going to have a guest coming in to the Crooked Can Brewing Company. Uh, this is my. This is going to be his very first, I think his first time coming here, uh, but he'll be on later on, later on today. Uh, with that being said, good morning, everybody. My name is Remy. I'm the host of the Goof Duck Podcast, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Joey Mazant. It's gonna be a good day today, kids. Yeah, man. So uh, let's go ahead. And let's, let's talk about the reopening of Disney Springs. All right. So, so here, I, I've already and people have been blowing me up all morning long, all morning long since about five this morning. Are you going to Disney Springs? Are you going to Disney Springs? You're not. I'm like, dude, look. All right. I, I'm not going. I just don't want to. It's not that I don't love Disney. It's that I don't want to wear a mask mm-hmm. and walk around a crowded place with people that are obviously here from out of town. Exactly. Like, like, I, just, I don't know if it's just America or or the North or nobody. It's not that nobody's taking it seriously. It's that all it takes is one person not taking it seriously. Exactly. I'm on board for what y'all get back to work. I love mm-hmm. that idea. But. If you don't have to go back to work, and if you don't have to be out, it's on you. I get it. People are sure crazy. Exactly. I really do, but like, I see more New York license plates than Florida license plates. Really? And yes, and New York is like ground zero for this. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, so, I'm right. So, guys, if you guys heard the news, Disney Springs is reopening today is there, uh, for phase one. Basically, uh, everything third yes. party is well, here, here, I got a list right here. Yes, I do. So, guys, during the during the reopening of Disney Springs, guests over the age of three will be required to wear a mask, and everyone undergoes a temperature screening at the entrance. So, all of a sudden, every five-year-old is only three. Right. I don't want to wear my mask. That's the only reason I go to Disney Springs, so I can grab a beer and watch the world burn. Exactly. Being like, I am not making my child wear a mask. Exactly. So uh, parking will be parking will be rest uh, restricted. Uh, the only garages will be open. Will be uh, will be orange and lime garages. So the rest of so the rest of the garages will reopen on May 27th, which is the phase two. Yeah, it's it's another week, so they can do it. Basically, by June 1st, everything you can do back to normal. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, I pulled up an article up. Now, guys, I, uh, Joy and I, we love going to the theme parks. But, but here's what we do, guys. I mean, on this podcast, we like to give our audience, you know, some very helpful tips on what you guys can expect when, once the parks once the parks reopen, you know? So, we got to say, hey, so here's what, I, here's what I came up, here's what I pulled up with. So, uh, this, this article came from um, uh, in May 18th, uh, it's called Helpful Tips on How to Avoid Crowds at Walt Disney World, or should we say, all the Florida theme parks. So, rule number, so rule number one, know when to go. That's a very important thing to know, man. You gotta know when is a, part, when is a great time to go, when, when is the, the, the smartest time to go to these theme parks. Like, like in what, what, what circumstances? Okay, so uh, like peak season, like is it, is it a good time to go during the peak season? And, or, you know, is, is it not okay to go during, you know, this and that and this and that, you know? But um, it's, it's so hard because we have no idea what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, here we go. Plan number, plan number two. Uh, I'm sorry, rule number two. Plan your schedule. So, like, like playing your fast passes ahead of time, or planning your. Well, that's always been the case. Yeah, yeah. that's always. Or been buy case. your, or buying your fast passes over at uh, Universal and City uh, and uh, SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. Uh, rule number three: look for look for alternative viewing areas for the parades and shows. Because you know how the three o'clock parade. Yeah, but I mean, you're doomed. Three o'clock parade. If you want a social distancing place, go go find the Sir Timmy Robinson Treehouse. Trust me, nobody's on that ride since 1971. No. Rule number four: Don't be afraid to get wet. It's Florida. It's going to rain. So this is something I won't call him out by name. He's talking about me. Because I don't want him getting, I don't want him having a hard time. Very very good friend and family member of mine who is a doctor. Just telling all about the things that they do know about this virus, and then one thing that they do know is uh, mouthwash is supposed to kill it. Or mouthwash? Yes, mouthwash is um, supposed to uh, keep it at bay. But the big one, the reason why we don't have as many cases on the coast down here, humidity and sunlight. That's true. Are going to kill it. Basically, the safest place for you to be right now is six feet away from coming on the beach. Exactly. I'm not even joking about that. That's not like even making fun of right now. You're on the beach. You're almost in the air. Right. So, I mean, there you go. Rule, 
Uh, rule number rule number five: Take advantage of hard ticketed events and extra magic hours, such as you know Helen Horror Nights. Uh, you know the uh, you know Horror Nights is still going on. Horror Nights is still going on right. as planned, as planned so far. Six months away. It is. Such as okay, so I just found out that uh, Spooky Empire pushed back their dates. They're going to be doing it the same week as Comic Con. No. Nope. They're going to be doing it in August. So, in case out, that means Goof Duck will be, Goof Duck will be going in August and it's going to be held at the Wyndham Hotel, the Wyndham Resort. So, it's not a Tampa anymore? Nope. Nice, we can do that. We'll That's definitely do that. And, guys, uh, MegaCon, MegaCon is still going on. Uh, there's still there's, there will be stuff around the convention center with the social distancing, so you guys will be able to see your favorite actors, <laughs> go see your you know your comic con, your comic people. So a lot, a lot of more combat cosplay. Yes. Yep. So back to the uh, back to the rule number five: take right. advantage of hard ticket events. So hard ticket events, guys. That's mm -hmm. like your your Mickey's Merry Mickey's Merry Christmas party, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. And that's what it said. And that's what it says right here. You want to take advantage of the extra, of the extra magic hours. No, no, no. Extra magic hours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra magic hours when they give you an extra hour at the beginning or the end of the day. Early morning magic is a separate ticketed event. That sounds good. Uh, and rule number six, I put this down because, you know, I like spending time with my family. Have fun and enjoy the day with your loved ones. You know, that's yeah. the most important rule. What, really? <laughs> I'm sitting with my loved one right there now. There you I'm go. All right. What a good here, I got, here's a full list of the places that are going to be opening at uh, Disney Springs today. All right, so, we got, so we got Blaze Pizza, Boathouse, Chicken Guy, Earl Sandwich, Four Rivers, Frontera, Joffrey's, Planet Hollywood, Polite Pig, T-Rex, Wolfgang Puck, and the wine bar. Oh, dude. All the, the wine bar open? Yes, it is. Oh, all, of the, all of the other bar, all the other shops and restaurants will open on May 27th during the second phase. Uh, of the of reopening Disney Springs. So here's what you need to know about that. Disney Springs right now is basically just Springs. Right. There's nothing Disney, Disney open at Disney Springs right now. So I have to go into an expensive outdoor mall So I have one more topic, but that we can catch that in just a little bit. Uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld Orlando was doing test runs on Mako with rider with riders wearing masks. A certain source that said none of the masks flew off while doing the test run. That's right. It's very cool. So, uh, Joey, are you ready, man? I know I'm ready. Uh, let's go ahead and play your game, my favorite game. Let's go and play the birthday game. How does that sound, man? Right. Happy, happy birthday to Cher. How old is Cher today? Cher Yes. So I'm going to say, I know she's 70. She is 74 years old today. Okay. Happy, happy birthday to rapper, one of the fastest rappers besides Eminem and Twista. <laughs> Buster Rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've been a Buster fan since I remember when I was a kid, and I think I was a junior high school when 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mid 90s. 30 years. 48. Oh, he is 48. I know, yeah, man. He's old. Uh, happy, happy birthday to Jack Gleason. He, he played a king in Game of Thrones. The blonde. The blonde the, uh, not Jackie Gleason. No, man. Uh uh. Woo! He, uh, so, what's your, what's your answer, sir? He's not 50. He is 28 years old. Me neither. Me neither. Okay. okay. Happy, 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 happy birthday. I'm pretty sure uh, your wife and yourself watch the, uh, the Food Channel, uh, the Food Channel every once in a while. Um, how about Ted, how about Ted Allen from uh, Chopped, the host of Chopped? He is 55. Uh, happy, happy birthday to singing, singing voice of Dizzy's Pocahontas, Judy Kwan. How old is Judy Kwan today? And she still is good, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to put her right in. Let's go 40. 63. She is 63 years old today. And finally, happy, happy birthday to Timothy Oliphant from Justified and Deadwood. He is 53 years old today. 53. All right, dude, it's time to go to beer school. So that's right. That's right, guys. You're listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, so back to back to our little segments. It's time to go to beer school. Everyone loves beer. School. And guys, we have a very special guest on our show today. He, you guys have seen him live in the Central Florida area. You might have seen him at Pilar's, which is right down a block, like like a block from here. Nice, uh, nice little jazz, nice little jazz club. I love it. And he have a, they actually made the best martinis there, man. I'm telling you, that's a big boat. So, I'm, I'm gonna take so you. It was good, man. It was good. It was good. So, uh, guys, please welcome to the show, my. My pops, I call him Papa Funk. Please welcome my dad to the program. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Good, good. Good to see you. Pleasure meet you finally. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right. Dude, so, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to come party with us. Thank you. No, this worked out perfect. Excellent. Yeah, I, pretty much, I've got a few things I got to do, but you know, school's out now, so mm-hmm. much more, uh, much more time to So, so uh, you say school? You're a, you're a professor? Yeah, over in uh, Rollins. No kidding. Yeah. What do you teach? I'm in the music department. So, jazz ensemble, jazz combo, private lessons, uh, and then history courses. Amazing. Music. 
in his, in his music business class too. So <laughs> I gotta talk. Oh, I have so That's many. There you go, man. Um, we talk about podcasts all the time in class. And, uh, there's a guy who just moved back. Uh, this was, uh, it's called Making It with Chris G. Cool. He has a really cool, uh, he'd be a great guest. Oh, okay. I'll get you, yeah. Thank you, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, so this is really cool. You guys are doing this. It's a blast. Did he tell you how we met? No. Well, wait. So, cards? Yeah, no, poker. Yeah. Yeah. He was dealing in a poker was tournament. No, 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 it was a charity event. Charity event. Oh, okay. I do, I do. So, yeah. I'm very big with, I do a lot of charity work, like tons of charity work, you know, and it's, you know, it's it's partially because of my Catholic guilt, mostly because of the tax write-off. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a exactly, exactly. So, and it was I won that year. Which event was that? The one hundred four one Phillips file. Oh, the one, oh, yeah, you did that. Yep. for a few years. Yeah. And it was cool, and so we've been hanging out, and he's wanted to do this for years, and we finally were like, well, this this was the perfect opportunity. Exactly. With, to turn something yeah. absolutely horrible into a blessing, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's now time to go to beer school, man. So what is everybody? What is everybody drinking today, sir? What's it called? Mix The amber ale. Excellent. And I am drinking. I am drinking the. Well, I'm drinking the McStagger. The McStagger is actually a. It's actually. What's it? It's a. It's comparative to. Yeah. It's it's a draft. Yes. I am giving some nice little draft. That's what I'm looking for. Um. Light beer or I was gonna call pale, it a pale, lager. lager. Yes, it's a lager. Yes, a nice little lager. Yeah, I and went for. I, so what, what I love about this place when you come to Crooked Can, they always have one, two, three, four, five, six on the far. They they have three flat screen TVs that are turned uh, vertical, mm-hmm. and on the the one on the left is their their standards. Those are the ones that you can come here 24-7-365, Those are the beers. Then in the middle is more of an advertisement, a very special event type of beers. And then on the far right is whatever like this month or this quarter's beers are. So I tend to go to the ones on the far right because I like a little variety in my beer. Um, I jumped on this Bandoleros because uh, thank you again to Carl who's here, yep. the uh, manager of this uh, establishment who was our guest uh, last time. Um, they brewed that one because it's almost like an American uh, Modelo. It's um, it's a, like a very Hispanic and uh, Spanish inspired beer. It's got agave nectar in it, honey, um, very clever. Uh, so I, I'm I'm into it. And I, I'm sure it tastes amazing. Oh, they do a great uh, job. Today on Nas- today on National Food Day, today is National Quiche Day. That's stupid. Whoa, dude, that's so generic. Come on, National Quiche Day. Okay, I can tell you who makes a good. I can tell you who makes a good quiche though. My Every mom. soccer mom in my America. Mom, my mom makes an amazing quiche, man. Freaking quiche. I'm telling, I'm telling mom we call this. <laughs> it's just, it's such a joke. Quiche isn't food. Quiche is vegetables and bread. There's no meat in quiche. If there's no meat, it's not a quiche. Exactly. Oh, there's a bacon spinach one. It's pretty good. But then, isn't it basically a shepherd's pie at that point? Well, more All right. I'm just when it comes to food, I'm a dude, bro. Give me steak and or potatoes and oh, or just steak. You know what it. I mean? That's yeah. it. Just give me my meat. That's and, my meat. Every and today meat. is uh, today is National Strawberries Day. See, again, that's not a food. That's a fruit. It's a fruit. It's not a food. You know okay, okay, fine. I'll stra- try. No, it no. Off. Strawberries by themselves, <laughs> it's just a strawberry. Put it on something. Damn it. Put Chocolate, a strawberry on something. Whipped cream. No. Caramel. Good cake, lord. Fifty Shades of Red. Get the hell out of here. Put strawberries uh, on tarts and you put them in in cake and exactly just, nobody exactly. needs just a strawberry unless you're Julius Caesar and he's been dead for at least five years four hundred yeah, four hundred years I was way off uh, so guys it's time to take you to a uh, Disney history Disney history what do we got today in 1963 Walt Disney visits St Louis to tour the Gateway Arch dude have you okay have you ever seen the Arch Mm-mm. 
I have a buddy. It's scary. It is. It's mad tiny. I mean, think about it. It was scary hell. It's it's insanely tiny, and it takes you up at an angle. What the? Yeah. I mean, I was there in the 60s, so... No, it's, it's but it's no better now. Right? Yeah. And, and the thing... Of, like on a chain. And they can't yeah. renovate it because in order to renovate something like that, they would have to literally rip it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would have... It's really cool. It's, it's very cool, but it's just like... it's but If you have... If, it's at an angle, too. Yes. Like when you stand there, your head's kind of on the... Wow. You're, you know, you're in an arch. So like, if you have claustrophobia, I, you're going to die. Yeah, no. Nope, so don't. Absolutely not. Uh, in, 19, in 1967, Amusement Business features a cover story on the originally open attraction, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean Dude. at Disneyland. So they had, they had a full cover of just that attraction. It was 1967. Their options were limited. I mean, then again, look what makes the news now. My gosh, Animal Kingdom, a giraffe is born, and it's all over the yep. news. In 1969... Dude, yep. Disney knows PR. That's their thing. Yep. And, but the thing that really gets me is that if, if you you been to Disneyland? No, I haven't. The Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland buries ours. Uh-huh. It's almost twice as long. There's two hills, and very similar to in the Mexico Pavilion here at Epcot, yep. it it goes around a restaurant. The Pirates of the Caribbean ride there goes around a restaurant called Blue Bayou, and they're famous for their um, uh, etouffee. And Whoa. they'll bring you the recipe. They print the recipe out and bring it to you if you want. So it's really cool. And because it's California, sometimes they said once every three months or so, Johnny Depp will show up in full pirate care, uh, Jack Sparrow. That's regalia, cool. And he'll go out and he'll talk to people in the boats. And I'm like, that's... In, 19, in 1973, Disney World's Tom Sawyer Island, Tom Sawyer Rafts, the Plaza Swan Boats, and the Richard F. Irvine Liberty Square Riverboat first opened at the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Now check this out. Did you know that the riverboat is actually on a track and nobody is steering it? Uh-huh. The, so not only that, so the, the swan boats, um, the, the guy who founded the company I work for, uh, Michael Huell, um, he was the first male tour guide that Disney ever employed back in the late 80s, early 90s. And he used to tell me these stories about, do you know why they got rid of the swan boats? Mm-mm. The entrance for the swan boats, it was still there. They just got rid of it. It was where... Up until about, I think, six years ago, it was where you used to go to get your armbands for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. You had to go down the hill by Tomorrowland, and there was a little kiosk down there. So, was that a kiosk by... Hold on. So, Tomorrowland... Is that by the... Is that by the... Uh, uh, the restaurant? restaurant there right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happened is, they had to get rid of it and completely rip that out, because the swan boats were... If you wanted that quintessential picture in front of Cinderella's castle, you would get in the swan boat, it would go around, and everybody took the same picture right in front of the castle because the swan boat went in front of the castle. This is is here? It was. A long, long time ago. The water is there. So they had to get rid of it because imagine a park that only held maybe 70,000 people at the time. Everybody's waiting in line. So if you wanted a picture in front of the castle, there would be 1,800 people in this line in your picture. It ruined all the pictures, so they eventually Damn. just got rid of it. It was there for a very short time. Uh, and the same thing with the um, <laughs> the, the canoes. Yeah. They got rid of because those weren't, yep. they weren't tracked. So imagine the guy who was doing your canoeing was like, so I really love Disney, and I'm going to talk to you for 45 <laughs> minutes because I don't feel like doing any real work today versus the girl who's like, look, I just got to knock this out in three minutes because I have to pee. So it was inconsistent, so they got wow. rid of it because that's important to them. In 1994, Disney's Aladdin 
The Return of Jafar was released to VHS. All right, so here's the deal with those Aladdin movies. The first one was amazing. The second one really sucked out loud. Although, good music. There were only two songs in it. There were only two songs, but still good music, but, though. But the third one was my favorite because, A, Robin Williams comes back. Yes. B, no music. Yeah. They made a Disney movie with no music, and that's hard to do because a very goofy movie was amazing, and the mm-hmm. sequel was one of the worst things I've ever done. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really pissed off if they make a live action of the goofy movie. They can't because here's they the thing. Can. It would take can CGI. you imagine? Can you imagine if Tevin Campbell just pops up out of nowhere and he plays the actual part of Powerline? What I'll tell you what I'm excited for, dude. I am very excited, and I, I'm getting I catch crap for it. I'm very excited for them to do the live remake of um, what's the new movie they announced they're doing? Which one? The anime. Which one? Mulan. Yeah, I think Mulan's gonna be cool because there's no music, yep. no Mushu, but it's when gonna you be. Say no music, what do you mean? They're not doing any music. Like in the any, movie. like any. Like, like you, you know how most numbers. Disney movies like have no like. Score? No, I'm, I apologize. Thank you for that. Spoken like a hero, a legend, <laughs> and a professor. There will be musical score, which is oh, great. But like you mean no Disney character song. Yeah, yeah. no, like I'm this learning a life lesson. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Because yeah, like my my favorite Disney soundtrack is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. That was my favorite. But I, it's yes, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, that's, I mean, I would listen to that just walking around. I remember seeing that uh, the first Pirates. We didn't know anything about it. We were yep. freaking and it, it's amazing. I didn't know what you know before. Now you know everything about movies. Yes. About, I try not to do that. But it was cool. It's yeah. it's it's a weird dichotomy with the Pirates franchise. Because one was amazing, two was basically just a build-up for three. Yep. Three was Disney flexing how much money they have because the CGI in that was like literally the bill for that movie was like a quarter of a billion dollars, and I think two hundred and twenty million of it was just CGI. Was that the Barnacle uh, guy? Or, no, uh, yeah, um, I'm uh, Davy Jones. Davy yeah. Jones. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. That was that was two and three, but three was insane. And then four, four felt like a shameless money grab. Yeah, yeah, I that's true. Four. I, five. No, you don't. But okay. what's even worse than four is five. five. Because five was a drag. <laughs> well, here's the thing about five that makes me laugh. Five was Disney flexing that they can get anybody to be in the movie. Yep. Keith Richards was Johnny Depp's father. Paul McCartney plays his uncle. I mean, they're just flexing how much you you got a beetle and a stone to play the two shameless characters in the film, and they each are alcoholics that only have eight lines. Uh, in 1990... Again, did they care? Exactly. No, no. In, 19, in 1996, Fantasia Gardens Miniature Golf opens to the public. How many total holes? What, what year? 1996, Fantasia yeah, it, it Gardens Miniature Golf. How many holes are total at Fantasia? Fantasia? Fantasia Fantasia's Miniature got 36 because they have, right. they have an 18-hole... Oh no, don't put that through the windmill. Watch out for the clown's mouth. But then they have an 18-hole course that's real green. And, and that's what's fun. The, and what's the name of that? What's the name of it? It's Fantasia Gardens and what is the other one? Fantasia Fairways. Fantasia Fairways. I actually played that. I actually played that on my friends. So would that be fun to play? I love it there. It's it was fun cool. as an adult. It was it's so fun cool. as an adult if you like the game of golf. As it's a kid, cha- it's challenging. There you go. It is challenging. As a kid, they're like the holes are like 120 feet, literally from here to the tanks yeah. away. And as an adult, you're like, let's do this. But as a kid, you're like, whack, and that thing's. No, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a ground. Yeah. Yep. And the kids don't want that. They're like, this is hard. I'm bored. I'm gonna go play my iPad. That's where we park when we do games. Yep. Swan and dolphin. Swan and dolphin. Yes, sir. Swan and dolphin. Yep. We're usually if it's a pool party. Yep. That's like 
super easy. That is one of the yeah, last true park. loopholes in the Disney parking system. Exactly. <laughs> you can't park at the hotels anymore without a breakfast room. Cool. I mean, no, we don't need that. <laughs> no. Well, who was? No. Honestly, I think they're so happy for the, the putt-putt courses to look like there's people there. They're grateful. Yeah, because usually I don't see a lot of people playing with that course. Well, nah. the only one worse than that is the summer. their tux jacket on. <laughs> well, and the, the summer, the, um, what's the summer winter one? The, oh, uh, by Blizzard Beach. Uh, you were at Winter Summer Winter, winter Summerland. Summer and the problem with that one is, at least if you're at, let's say that you're staying at the Swan or the Dolphin, you can walk across the street. That Winter Summerland is nowhere. It it's is next crazy. to Blizzard Beach. And guess what? If you're in a bathing suit going to a water park, that's not exactly an upgrade. You're not going to say, who wants to go play golf now? You know? Yep. And, a weird and it's right next door sense. to the Art of Animation. But Art of Animation, to get to that, you have to drive up, go through a guard tower, drive all the way back yeah. to your room so nope. you can't walk there. Absolutely so it, it literally <laughs> conveniences no one. Exactly. And they the, need to rethink that. The, they want people to go. Yeah. In the, the cryogenic... Exactly. It has no. It has no upgrade, or it has no um, update. Yeah. It doesn't need to be painted or anything. It's just a. So. so I guess it does make money. Did, oh, exactly. There's one thing they know how to do. It's make coin. Amen. Yep. Put something else there. <laughs> in the year in the year 2000, Disneyland Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean celebration was held inside the Main Street Opera House to celebrate the 33rd anniversary of the most popular attraction in the Disneyland Park. Hashtag money grab, bro. Yeah. 33rd anniversary. That's not a real thing. Special guest. Special guest. Special guest included Harriet Burns. She was the very first woman hired as a Disney Imagineer. Huh. So that Did you watch the Imagineering story? Mm, uh, I watched bits of it. It's good. Much bits of it's it. It's good. It's if, if on the Disney Channel. Disney Somebody Plus, yep. Saying, I think Carol Stein. Yes. Yes. And uh, she she was so sweet. What she was a nice awesome, woman. She man. was so fun to talk to. In 2003, I got a couple of 2003 facts here. Disney's Disney's 1977 animated film, The Rescuers, was released to DVD. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know, man. Why? And then... That movie is Bob Newhart playing a mouse. Move on. Yep. I like, I like, I like that movie. In, 2000, in 2003... <laughs> I'm, I'm one of He's those Italians. <laughs> I don't have a filter. In 2003, Walt... In 2003, Walt Disney Records releases Finding Nemo soundtrack. Dude, you're killing me. 2003 offered nothing. composer Thomas Newman. 2003 offered nothing. Move on. That's Randy Newman's uncle, I think. Is That's it really? Is. Yeah, there's Alfred Newman, Thomas Newman. He had like three uncles. Paul Newman. No. Not no. Paul Newman. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. And uh, so two. By that <laughs> and Randy Newman is a walking bottle of he scotch. Is. <laughs> well, yeah, he sounds like He that. does. I'm not saying he drinks. I'm saying he just, <laughs> I'm getting his out of the way. Bob Dylan. I'll go see way. <laughs> In 2005, the wonderful world of Disney airs the Muppets Wizard of Oz. So the Muppets, so Jim Henson actually did a an on take of Wizard of Oz. He did everything. He did, he did. Treasure Island. He did good movie. Um, me either. Uh, in 2005, the U.S. Postal Service issues a 37 cent stamp featuring Walt Disney Hall. The home of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. Interesting. The stamp is part of a series titled Massive Works of Modern Acri- uh, Architecture. Architecture. Nice. Into that Disney park. Cool. How how is it? Dudamel is a conductor. Looking. Okay. He brought. I think he got there. I don't know if he was even thirty yet. He's 
Jeez. God bless him. In uh, in really, yeah. Huh. yeah. Next time he sends a picture, I'll tell him to go outside. It's like a uh, is it uh, what's his name the the famous architect that does the wonky buildings? Yeah, not no, it's not. Not him. That is gonna drive me insane. He did the falling waters. I'm looking it up. No, go on to the next one, Remy. Do it. I'll look it up. <laughs> Yeah. Frankly, no? No, that's the architect. No, this guy is... He's, uh... We'll find In 2006, life-size... Griffith? In 2006, life-size models of Lenny McQueen and Sally Carrera from the animated film Cars began a two-day exhibit at Downtown Disney West Side. It's Frank, Frank. Gurney or something like that. Okay. Uh, Frank Gurney, okay. My favorite... I, I will say what really bummed me out the... One of the most upsetting things through this coronavirus, the thing that really got me upset, is it happened right when Onward dropped. Yeah. And they had the van from Onward that had all the, um, like, all the references to Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> and all of the, and it bummed me out because they had that van outside of the AMC, and it was there for a day. A day? And then the COVID oh, thing happened and everything got shut down, and I really hope they so keep it there. So, when people say, when, guys, when you say downtown Disney West Side, Disney guys, Springs, Disney sorry. Disney, Disney Springs, Springs West Side. Force of habit. So, yeah, but in, in 2011, uh, over in Anaheim, guests got the opportunity first glimpse of Disneyland's revamped Star Tours. Oh, that's right, because that was when they started. Yep. Every time a new movie came out, they put something yep. in it. The new, attra the new attraction opened on June 3rd, 2011. If, if you want a good, if you need a good laugh, go on YouTube and type in Star Tours Mark Hamill. He did the thing where he walks out, very similar to how Johnny Depp does it with pirates. And what happened is they come out and they go, Star Wars Flight um, 1011 or whatever it was. Don't tell me. Thing. And they go, um, the special captain is oh, Frank, Gehr. Frank Gehr. Frank Gehr, Thank okay. Sure he did that. He did Bill Bella. Look, look at his. Well, sorry, not good podcasting. Yeah, but. We'll no worries. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so we'll send you guys a link to it. But um, I think he, he's the captain that did the Disney. I'm going to look that okay. one up because he's probably done others too. But he walks out, and the guy goes, and now please stay tuned for a very special um, a very special introduction by our pilot. And Mark Hamill walks in and goes, hello, everyone. Thank you for flying Star oh my Tours. God. My name is Mark <laughs> Hamill, and I will be your flight instructor today. They lost it. Just phones even everywhere. I, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> even, I will, even I will lose. I'm like, oh, hey. But, but what I love is everybody was respectful. Nobody jumped up, shook his nope. hand, gave him a hug, tried to take his spotlight. Okay, do you know why no people can jump up? Because they were stuck in their seatbelt. That's why. <laughs> I'm going to say it was the force. So, it was a force, right? I mean, just what's the percentage, too. I mean, there's oh, yeah. a percentage that aren't Star Wars nerds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably a lot of kids. Yeah. You know kids, I mean? yes. Do the kids know who he is? You know, if you're a 12 year old, are you uh -uh. I mean, honestly, my favorite Mark Hamill role is the Joker in the animated series. Mine That's is. That's my favorite Mark Hamill. Mine, that, and the other one was uh, the villain when he's on uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, Cockknocker. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wasn't he in Beastmaster? Yes, he was. That's right. Yep, Beastmaster. Oh, one of the cheesiest <laughs> 80s. He's the king of cameos. He is. All right, guys, time to go to your history lesson. So in 1310, shoes were made for both right and left feet. 1310. Where do you find this, dude? If this is another Wikipedia No, fact, it is not. It is not. In, 16, in 1609, uh, in 1609 yeah. Shakespeare's sonnets are first published in London. So, oh, yeah. so like his his, his portraits of uh, Shakespeare. So the very first he wrote a book or something, right? Yes, he did. He did write a book. That's absolutely correct. 
1892, George, George Sampson patents the clothes dryer. Huh. Yeah. You got the patent for the George Sampson. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they call it the Sampson? I don't know. Uh, in 1920, hmm. policemen raided the Cubs bleachers and arrested 24 fans for gambling. Aw, just leave the Capones alone. It's an honest living. Come on. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I, gambling at... Gambling at... The, the, while the game was going on. Funny story. So, what are you doing? Shooting dice? Playing blackjack? Playing blackjack? That's what we used to Poker? Do. I mean... Gambling, you can just go uh, 100 bucks as he strikes out. That's probably what it was. Know, but how would they know? <laughs> well, here's the beauty right, of it. We got we to dig deeper for <laughs> we will. We almost, will. We will. Almost 100 years later, wow. the Las Vegas Raiders will be the first casino in America to have a sports book in the, cause in, in the nice. stadium. So you can bet on football at a football game. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back to in Vegas. 19, I miss I Sin City. Go, you know, That'd be fun. I had one of my guest artists. We did a WebEx, you know, like Zoom. Mm -hmm. And Daryl Barry, who used to be head of um, one of the entertainment wings at MGM, did all the tech. Oh, yeah? Jumbo screens and certain PA, certain, you know. Anyway, he still lives out. He has some wow. live stream company. But he's like, when this is over, you know, I say, Ding, ding. <laughs> I am. I'm down. I go. I go to I'm Vegas. Down. I will take it. I go Hello, to Vegas. Poker, I go, Hello, Poker. Hello, Poker Room. Oh, dude, Let's it, go. It's so, we should go. Man. Well, I'm down. Let's do it, man. He's a local. He's been there. And then Mark Spikes lives out there. Guitar oh yeah. I turned down a gig. I was supposed to perform in Vegas, and I turned down the gig because I just could. I what I are you do? play piano and oh, sing. Wow. I was gonna be a singing piano player at New York, New York, and I turned it down just because the money. Right. It's, it's hard to reroute your family and everything. I mean, I've been I've been building my repertoire for 16 years here, and it's so hard to leave all those connections behind. Because I also am a realtor here, licensed minister. I do so much in Florida that I can always find work. Even during the COVID virus, I've, I've managed to work. So no. imagine I was in Vegas. I'm a singing piano player. I don't know anybody out there. So I'd have been I'd have been screwed. Start, well, you're starting from. I mean, you start from scratch, you bud. Get a few contacts. You'll be up one or two rounds, but it's still. Yeah, but for, yeah, I would. You know, they're like, well, you're going to play Monday and Tuesday night, and that you're going to do that for a few years. And it's like, so I'm going to be eating ramen noodles for a year and a half until. Yeah. So no steak, no lobster. No, uh, damn. I, I think, yeah, I mean, depending on what you're into, you get established. A lot of cats, you know, I've done the same thing. In, 19, yeah. in 1926, Thomas Edison says. Americans prefer silent movies over talkies. Thomas Edison can suck a bag of D's. <laughs> his Edison, uh, he not only, I mean, he's given the patent to this bunch of people, but the phonograph. Yep, yep. Well, he was smart enough to start, he started working with Edison record. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I'm thinking retrieval. No, it's before that. And then he got into wow. the, yeah, the original, and then and then he got into the discs. But in the 20s, the record label folded because he he refused to record jazz. What? Was, you know, <laughs> the devil's music. Devil's music. I thought I heard that before. That wow. That's funny. And all, you know, that was the rage, man. That's what all the kids wanted to hear. It's all jazz music, man. Well, you know, you can see his house in Fort Myers. Yeah. In Fort Myers, there's a triple workshop too, man. Yep. There's a triple crown. You can go see Henry Ford's house, Thomas Edison's house. Is it Wrigley? Ringling. Ringling. Oh, and the Ringling. Ringling. Yep. Sarasota. There's, there's, there's three. What's the other one? 
Edison, Ford, and not Tesla. There's one other house down there, Tesla? And, they, and they offer you a tour where they, they pick you up and you go in and they tell you all about the things you're looking at, and it's really cool. I think I, I think St. Augustine, Augustine does the same thing as well, like those kind of tours over there, but a little bit different. Oh, yeah. uh, in 1930, in 1932, Amelia Earhart flies nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean. Huh. In, 19, in 1959, Ford wins battle with Chrysler to call its new car Falcon. Ford Falcon. The Ford sounds, Falcon. It sounds like the world's essiest superhero from the 1930s. Like the DC wouldn't pick up because he's so weak and sad. In 1967, BBC bans the Beatles A Day in the Life because of drug references. Day in the Life. Oh, that's, I felt the news today. Oh, okay. Uh, and ironically, Rolling Stone magazine voted that the number one greatest Beatles song of all time. Wow. In, 19, in 1980, drummer Peter Chris quits rock band Kiss. Right. Bye-bye, yeah, Chris. Peter, Peter Chris. Chris. He, he quit. Yeah, he quit Kiss. Sure. 1980. I'm sure he quit. I'm sure he wasn't kicked out by the other three members he because they didn't want to hang out with a cat. He came back. And he was yeah. I hear that Gene is a real tough cookie to work with because really? he's that guy. Well, he uh, owns Kiss. Oh, yeah. Basically, he, he, Paul Stanley. Oh, Paul Stanley, too. Paul Stanley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons, uh, Riff West, uh, used to come to my class. He was a bass player with Molly Hatchet. Oh, cool. Molly <laughs> Hatchet opened for Kiss. And they just did their own, they'd be like 40 minutes, and then the headline, right? So they're walking through the bowels of like the spectrum, whereas it's 20,000 people. Uh -huh. And Kiss comes by, about to hit the stage. Gene Simmons is like 6'2 anyway, but he's got, got the boots. The boots on, you know, yeah. And Riff is about 5'4, you know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and he goes, man, you guys, Gene, he's like, yeah, and they kind of knew each other. They uh -huh. And he goes, man, you're so lucky. Gene Simmons stops, he turned, and he said, he picked him up, and said, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. We're not lucky. And he, you know, <laughs> this is Chuck Snow. I like that. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's rad. Rick would tell that to my class, like music business. Awesome. Like, preparation meets opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah, he was already, you know, in that. Uh, I'm going to get awesome. that tattooed on me. That's Hell yeah, phenomenal. man. In, in 1983, the pol the police released a single, "Every Breath You Take." What was the police song that was banned? Singing Essie Record. Singing Essie Record. There was a what was the police song? There was a police song that was banned from radio play. Roxanne. Roxanne. Really? Was dealing with a hooker. That's right. Yeah. It was. Oh, um, um, uh, don't stand so close yep. to me about the teacher. Oh, the teacher. That was teacher. banned. I remember that was banned because of the obvious yeah. connotations. And nineteen in nineteen eighty six, the Flintstones twenty fifth anniversary. <laughs> uh, the Flintstones twenty fifth anniversary celebration airs on CB. The CBS. Flintstones have been around since nineteen sixty one. Yeah. I never. Wow. And it was it's, on uh, prime time. Really? Yeah. In it was like Wednesday nights on. Amazing. In 1990, the Hubble Space Telescope sends its first photograph from space. 30 years ago. Yep. All right. In 1991, Chicago's own Michael Jordan was named M NBA's MVP. I mean, he's, so, he's the GOAT. He's a GOAT. He's the GOAT. And we, we were talking about this yeah. yesterday over dinner, so, you know, we were... Uh, do you hear it shines a negative light on him? Or do you think... No. He's a trash talker, but, you know... Or his, you know, I mean, all the... Yeah, I mean, you, when you he mentioned that quite often in the doctor. You know, we love it. That's our culture. Okay. Somebody rises to a certain level, and then it's like, all of a sudden, then the haters come out. Then it slides down. Then we love it. 
yeah. comeback story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so sad. It's, 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 unfortunately, it comes with its territory. It's like, a, what is it, an economic demand curve. It's the bathtub yeah. curve. Yep. We love you, love you, hate you, hate you, hate you, we love you again. Um, and there's a, go to YouTube, Berlin Simpson playing uh, Beethoven's Fifth. Do, 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 you know, the most, Berlin Simpson, and there's like, really? Fit, you know, a bunch of, or, the you, heck? Because everybody, yeah, I think some people do just for shock value. Yeah, the, yeah, what they call them, the um, the contrarians, people yeah, that say no so, just to say no because they're sick of everybody saying yes. Well, not really. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's not really blue. Says the guy who doesn't date. Yeah, yeah. Go home. Your mom's basement's waiting. All right. Been late since the <laughs> <laughs> that one. In, two, in 2013, Yahoo purchases Tumblr for 1.1 billion dollars. Oh, that's a shame. Tumblr has the bed. Yeah, it's yeah, a bummer. It's it was for a while. And yep. And finally, in 2015, David Letterman retires from the Late Show with David Letterman. Who took over for David? Stephen Colbert. Who did Jimmy Fallon take over for? J uh, Jay Leno. Oh, I get it. So okay. Jay Leno, Jay, Jimmy took over for Jay Leno. Colbert take, took over for Letterman. And I, I'm happy with you know Colbert. So Stephen Colbert is a pretty funny exactly. guy. Exactly. So guys, this is your last fun fact of the day, and then we're gonna interview our guest. Uh, instead of Disney's California Adventure, Disney considered building Disney Sea. Heard about a that. contrasting park to Disneyland to be built in Long Beach, California, next to the RMS Queen Mary. Now, did you know that Walt Disney actually owned the Queen Mary? Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Uh, the park was to have led to a permanent West Coast ship in the Disney Cruise Line. So oh, I get that, it. So that Queen Mary was going to be the very first ship yeah, for the Disney Cruise Yeah, because if you want to take a Disney line. Cruise, you got to do it out of Cocoa. Interesting. So that's good. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, you are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. We'll see you in a little bit.
I know. Well, welcome back, guys, Sometimes to the Goof Doug podcast right here on Spotify. Yes, I forgot to record it. I know, I, I know. He counts it down from three, two, one, and then he hits record, and then it says three, two, one. So it it's just kind of down from. I know, I know. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, welcome welcome right. back to I the Goof Dog Podcast, guys, right here on Spotify. Cheers to Cheers all you guys here. Look. Yes. Uh, we are we are home sweet home here at the Crooked Can Brewing Company Thank in God they Winter Garden, up, Florida. Hashtag get crooked. Is that really the thing now? Get crooked. Or get crooked or crooked. Crooked. Okay, hashtag hashtag get crooked. I know it's it's confusing. Dude, I'm crooked. I'm crooked. So, so, um, so here's my question, Dad. You got me, you you got me hooked on these famous bass players like Victor Wooten, which I actually had an opportunity to meet at at Sam Ash while he was teaching a class. Yep. Victor's autograph. Oh, neat. So, see, that's on a little hook in my room. There you go. It's always fun to, like, who was the dude that we interviewed out back that was your buddy that was the drummer? Oh, Mark Harmon. But it's so funny when you talk. He's a great singer. He is. That dude was so nice, and he knew, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very... My knowledge of music is very mainstream. It's like like rock and roll Jeopardy knowledge. Right. But then I talk to guys like you, and you pull these wonderful names out of your hat that I then go and listen to, and it's I know like like jazz music is its own thing. Yep. You know what I You're mean? You're right. Like jazz is unlike any other kind of music. Like if if I tell you my favorite drummer is Neil Neil Peart, Neil Peart, and yeah. then you say, oh yeah, he's good, but have you well, heard? Yeah, oh, dude. Oh my gosh, it's impossible. David Garibaldi. You know, when you pass, you know, much love, Neil, um, famous drummer, all kinds of drummers were like, here's my take on, you know, they could put, did, like Dave Grove and from Foo Fighters, and they all did their favorite rush Aw, cool. I think there's That's awesome. Dude, my, my favorite. Did you, did you see the video of Dave Grohl and Animal from the Muppets doing their thing? That, that was awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and, do you know who Animal was um, actually named after? Who? Everybody in the band Electric Mayhem, that was Jim Henson's band. You know, there was Dr. Teeth, and everybody in that band was designed to look like a famous artist that was already around in the 60s. So who the hell is Animal? Animal is named after a drummer who was deemed by Rolling Stone magazine the Animal. They said he played like an animal. He was crazy. He would kick his drum. Bingo, my man. Nailed it. Keith Moon? Yeah, of the who. Wow. He used to kick his drums over and everything. He said, you know, most drummers... There's a, you have a tilt that it's all, you know, it's just a yeah. tilt for the, he played them flat because he was like, that's how a lot of the old jazz drummers, like John Bonham, was Ringo, Ringo always talks about swing, mm-hmm. you know, and Ringo's combinations are almost unmatchable. Some of those combinations, yeah. and he never gets the credit. Like that, 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 Dave Weckl, Buddy Rich, David Garibaldi, I mean, we can name like more of these drummers, but, you know. Lawson, uh, but that's, you know, I mean, these are all names. I mean, and, and the fun thing is that, and you know, when I teach my classes, which are open to all the level, you know, you don't have to be a music and, and I'm like, you have heard this person, you just don't, and I'll play like three or four, I'll do an edit, like 10 seconds of a bunch of songs, and I'm like, that's the same drummer. 
Steve well, Gadd was on this record. That, you know, and they're like, well, who is that person? So, yeah, so I turned you on. What was the question? So, okay, so you turned me on to Marcus Miller, Victor Wu, and Tower of Power, but here's my main question. Rocco Preston. Rocco. Yep. So, here's my. Bass player. Yep, so. So, here's my my question. Why Jocko? What do you mean, why Jocko? Why Jocko? Why is Jocko your favorite bass player? How come, like, if somebody asks you who's your favorite bass player, why Jocko? How do you know that that's my favorite? I mean, you, you told me like Jamie Jam- uh, James Jamerson. Yeah. I mean, the one no, finger, I, but I think Jocko's been my biggest influence. Influence, yeah. Verdine White would be right up there with, like, you know, from Earthman Fire. No, the um, it wasn't just the bass. It was just, you know, I aspired to be a writer and an arranger, you know, because of Jocko. It's like. Listen to his first record, his strings and all this, and he wrote all that stuff. We were like, not only does he play killer bass, he also writes, and then we listen to his second record, Word of Mouth. You know, he's got an orchestra, French horns, and 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 then when he leaves Weather Report, he goes, I could do that. He puts a big band, a big band. But you know yeah, I mean? no, but this is Jocko, man. Yeah. Jocko. But, but it's no it's different. Like, it plays Donnelly and plays, you know, and it sells out stadiums and, and people don't know. So I, there's a lot there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just because he set the, I mean, he got in, on that first album when I was 15. When did, uh, so I was just getting on the bass and I'm like, what the? <laughs> when well, did, then, uh, then you get like someone yeah. like Getty Lee who just. Same same thing, thing, when I would listen to him, like him, Chris Squire, all the prog rock guys, mm-hmm. John Wet. Mm-hmm. But Getty is the mind blower of all time because folks listen to moving pictures, whatever, those are 80s. Oh, dude, but Free Will? Oh. Free Will, do, 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 and then he's. Yes! He's singing and playing lead bass. But. But can we talk about what Holy I always feel crap. bad about? I always, whenever I used to work at the Hard Rock and I would take families on tour, we would talk about Rush, it would come up. And I'll never forget, I'd be like, you have Getty Lee, debatably one of the greatest bass players of all time. Neil Peart, debatably one of the greatest drummers of all time. Alex, debatably one of the greatest guitar players. But the yep. poor thing about Alex is that imagine, imagine you're Eddie Van Halen, but you're never allowed to take a solo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Getty was the man. Neil was the man. Alex was so good, but he never got to show off. It's like, imagine you have three kids. One's the CEO of McDonald's, one's the CEO of Burger King, and the other one owns the Checkers on, on Boulevard 3. It's not fair that he well, got over... That Checkers kicks ass. It does. <laughs> it does, but he always got overshadowed. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I... You're right, you're right. I always felt bad get the for marquee him. Kinda, when you say name the top ten rock guitarists of all time. You're not going to say gets, him. He gets uh-uh. awesome. But then my query is, imagine that group without him. Oh, they, I, oh. they, now, I mean, they, they would have to now scour. You, now, you, now you don't have Rush. So you don't. it's like everybody has to find their, uh, their role. And that was the other thing about Jocko. Jocko. He could do like, okay, the bass is going to play the melody. You know, on this tune. But then he'd write a tune where the bass was just playing. He was just playing the bass. Yep. Laying it down with all the killers learning. So, yeah, he is, you know. What? Him, Marcus, 
Abe Laborio, Verdine White, Rocco. Rocco. Victor. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, so. And then the Rock Knights, you know, Cardinals. Yeah. And James Jameson. So, check out James Jameson. James Jameson, he plays bass with one finger. One oh, finger. Man. That's All right. Motown, yes. uh, yeah. They played on more, the Funk Brothers played on more hits than but here's your here's a fun question. Um, what is the most covered song of all time? Oh, dude, I can't even. My gosh, I'm taking this. I'm, I'm taking your dad. If I go back on Beach Shazam, if I get offered a job back on Jamie Foxx's game show, you're coming with me. There you go. We'll win a million bucks. We don't want a million bucks if it was you. Good lord. So let's get let's get down to you know this podcast about the theme parks. Now, Dad, you started. Where did you start at Disney? Like, how, how did all... Before I start all, calling you, hold you know, up. Before I start calling you Dad, what's your name? Oh, John. Dad's cool. Okay, Dad it is. Pops. Dad Pops. Papa Pops. 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 Like, he, he introduced hey, me. He goes, Joe, this is my hey, dad. <laughs> okay, Doucher. Okay, no, Doucher. No, 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 Don't let that one be the one that sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goofy bastard. <laughs> so, Alan was actually a drummer for Jock Pastorius back yeah, in the day. Pretty, All right. Yeah, I mean, we got stories for him too, but oh anyway, my gosh, yeah. I could, we could talk to your dad for five, six hours. Oh, I my know, but we, we don't have that much time, though. You know. Was, uh, yeah, uh, was Epcot, but like, can I just tell him? Mm-hmm. Please, yeah. please. So my goal was to get my grad master's degree in Oregon State University, and then. I got a job teaching elementary school, and I wanted to get to Orlando. So there was in the Daytona Beach News Journal, there was like one page, maybe a quarter page, Disney Musician Auditions. And it had dates, So I drove over, did the audition. It was like, literally, I mean, there would be 40 or 50 days. And it was like a lot, there was a kind of drummers, there were a lot of and so I made it through the first round, the second round, it's a one-on-one audition. Now, Remy's going to get Who was yeah. it? You know who my audition was? Alright, let me, let me take a guess. If I know, if I know him... You know him, oh, play saxophone, big guy. D-Mac? No. Uh, who? Danny. Are you serious? Danny Jordan. <laughs> who's the sax player I play with a lot. Okay. So he had his side lead something, and then uh, he had his side for uh, Jim and Jim. Uh, uh-huh. Miss Jones and Stella. And, uh, I saw the walk of the Nice. He goes, you're going to get cast. I'm going to send you to the final, which is you have to side lead the show with the band. In the band. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it was like, when he said, uh, Get a Disney game. It's only a, a two-week game. It could go for 20 years. It could go for two weeks. Okay. He said because if they change the show format, he said so. We call it the outside. He said, he said well, if you get your shit together on the outside too. Because <laughs> if you want to keep the Disney game, hopefully you can ride it. You know, I got like three years. Okay. Pretty much a year and a half full time. For two years and a year I did. I was the two day kids in the game, two day. I had a castle. Anyway, 
So, man, that, but wasn't that great advice? And Danny's like, you know, just thinking this game could be over in two weeks. I mean, wow. Or it could go for a long time. So, yeah. So, anyway, that was Danny. That is yeah. crazy, yeah. man. But then it's. Then I got the other it's so funny that you say that because that speaks volumes to Disney's. So have you went? Have you been to a Disney um, audition ever since? It was mm-hmm. you, when I, it's when I talked to you, when I talked to Eddie the Shaman, when I talked to anybody who auditioned for Disney. No, 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 never. <laughs> no. Years ago. That audition, <laughs> even. You know, I'm, I'm trying to remember the. It's, how has it changed? What you, well, when did you audition? What year? Oh, eighty-nine. Okay, when I was born. So, <laughs> you auditioned eighty-nine. I can remember going to a Disney audition. My gosh, six years ago, two thousand fourteen. The audition process now is nothing like that. And Eddie told us something interesting. Mm-hmm. Back then, there, like you said, you read about it in a newspaper somewhere yeah. that said we're looking for people. And how many people did you say were there? Maybe forty. I mean. Combined drums, guitar players, keyboard, they had openings. For, so there were Everything. Hundreds, hundreds, I just remember a banquet, you know, one of those banquets so, convention, you know, one of the old school. So the audition process is so big now that because they're union, they're actors' equity union, sure. they have to have an audition once a month. Open casting. They might not be looking for anything, but they still have to have it. So they're selling the dream. Imagine a poor man's American Idol audition. So. I went to an audition where Uh-oh. all they were looking for My was. Mom says I can sing. Oh, click, click, boom! <laughs> Randy was going this way. Yeah, right. Make sure it, it offs me. So I go to the audition because they were looking for a Jack Sparrow, one Jack Sparrow. It was a three-day-a-week job. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking for. They were looking for. Um, one one Jedi Master to do the temple trial thing that was a four day a week Yee. and one female to be Belle. Three, three job offerings. Three job offerings. And that was all they wanted. Three jobs. 540 people showed up and they showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning for a 10 o'clock sign up. Three jobs. There were three people that were going to get work. Three got it. Holy cow. And it's, it's so funny to me that they are selling the dream. Yeah. That's true. Yep. You gotta, you know, that, look, if you're in the creative field, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, you just, I tell my students, you don't have a doctor. I mean, if you're going to be serious about it, but then you don't be stupid. You gotta have yep. skill sets and you gotta <laughs> be able to pivot, you gotta understand how you can monetize what you do, you know. But, if you're always going, well, they want me to be managed. Now they want me to run corporate. You know, I'm like, well, now that's your gift. Yeah. It's yep. 60 hours a week, and no, you can go with God. You know, you're making good bread. But if you really want to do it, you, got, you can't have a backup. So those, those 540, there's a ton of it just thrill seekers. But, and what, but what there's bummed, others that are living, you know, going to pursue that dream. It's, so. But what bummed me out the most is I feel like yeah. even even as a professor, is there a moment where you have to look someone in the eye and just be like, look, man, maybe well, maybe you should maybe you should manage a McDonald's? Well, no, not that, no, not that harsh. Okay. But if it's, you know, you do this, and the kid, the student, not every student is 
community, like their performance mm-hmm. Like, you know, for every one performance that you see out there, from mid level, small plus, all the way to arenas, you can Yeah. Whatever. It, it's like, it's really like for every one performance, hundreds of jobs in that orbit. Interesting. Wow. There's even there's even more jobs that pay well, but you have to have music knowledge, you know, and maybe you know you get disseminated the person you get created. You know, so I try not to be that harsh, but yeah, I mean reality, look, it's a charm because you know we're in a capitalist society, so that's and you have to, you know, I don't make the rules, that's what I tell the students. And I always tell them no one's looking for you. You notice, you know, but but no one's just going just because you got a piece of paper. Hey, you know, they're like, okay, yeah. You have the goods, you know, what, there was a guy. Well, I'll never forget when I As talked a to. Or whatever. Absolutely. I, I won't, again, I, I'm very good about not calling out any celebrity friends that I have. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah, want to name yeah, names. Yeah. But he said something interesting to me that stuck with me so hard. And I said, let's say I wanted to be a movie star like you. What would you recommend? And he goes, well, you have to get really good at being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I said, I get it. I said, but what courses can I take? What can I, he goes, well, what's your gym membership? I said, what do you mean? He goes, what's your gym membership? And I was like, I, I don't know. And he goes, cool, that's your first problem. He goes, you want to get on the screen? Get a gym membership. Use it every day. And I was like, really? And when he said that, it hit me so hard that I literally dropped about three grand and I bought a home gym and I've been using it every day for four years now. You have to. And when he said that, it, it blew my mind. When he was like, the first thing he said is, you have to be, again, bringing the lucky thing back. He goes, you got to get really lucky and really cut. And I was like, that's... For, for yeah. know, a lot of those kind of, yeah, I mean, you look at all I was, uh, what's the, what's Chris... Hemsworth. Yeah. Hemsworth, yeah. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Captain Pratt. America. And, yeah. and they're all like... Well, and Robert, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. They're, they're both, no, they're no, good no, actors, but... The no, the Chris oh, yeah, is yeah, three yeah. Chris's yeah. in those and movies. They, and they're all good looking. But, but the one but that made me laugh, look. do you know who was supposed to be Captain America? Who? John Krasinski from The Office. The guy who played... Really? And, and he tells a really interesting story. Were they... The studio wasn't ready for him? No. think he could do it? No, no, no. He, he walked into the audition. And he said, he, he put on the Captain America suit, and he was kind of regular, not dad bodish, but he was regular looking. And the suit is hugging, and he looks. And that was why. He said, This was his kick in the ass. He said, He put on the Captain America suit, and he walks up to Chris Hemsworth, who was hulked yeah. out. And Chris goes, Hey, Mike, you look good in that. Yeah. And he goes, I said, Nope. And I walked away from him and I stripped it down and they said, what are you doing? You have a read. He goes, this isn't for me. What he was really wow. saying is, hey, Dave, you look all fussy and gay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm just, and so that's what, and, it, and it's, it's always rough for me because I got a good, I got a good heart, but I feel bad whenever I have these kids that are walking around the theme parks with me and you'll have like, maybe, maybe I'm with a mom and dad and, and maybe one of the, I'm not even going to get into too specific. Maybe one yeah. of the kids is heavy. And they're like, I want to be one of these Disney princesses. And the mom's like, you can be. It's not in me to be like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to set you up with a seven-day-a-week lifting plan. I'm going to have you cut by the age of, of 18, and then I'm going to show you how to audition. I, it's not in me to do that because I feel bad. I, I don't want to be the dream crusher. That's not my thing. No way, man. No, it's, it'll, it will 
that dream will reveal itself. So, it's or just, she'll go by really to Maybe I'm more of an Ursula. Yeah, you are. You sound <laughs> maybe, maybe, You're, maybe. They get into 2020. Come on. Yeah. That's right, right bro. I'm, I'm, it's still 90s radio for me. No. Okay. And that's Hell what, yeah. makes, what makes American Idol great back in the day was Simon would say, you know, you just, one, you don't sing well, two, yeah. you don't look well. For this particular thing. Why can't we get an American Idol with three Simons? Okay. <laughs> Just crush those here, dreams, Here bro. I got it. Simon, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, you, you turned me and Mama into that show, which we watch all the time. Chopped. Chopped, yeah. yeah. And even the Chopped kids. Like, these kids are like 10. And the Dude, they, they cook going, like they their go, balls they off. Go, you know, your chicken marsala was good. However, you cut on these mushrooms for amateurish. You know, and, and the kid's like, yeah, I dig it. Less pepper, you know. But they're like telling them the truth, and the kids are magnanimous. They don't go, fuck yeah, you They go, yeah, yeah, I need to get better. See, that's awesome. That, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I, is there a nice way to not crush their dreams, a nice way to be like, here's what you should do to succeed? In your situation where you're, I mean, if it was somebody that, that was close to you that you really cared about, do it in the delivery, like yeah. Right. Or say, if you do want to do this, here's here's the regimen. Yeah. You get here, your here's the steps take. I take. Yeah. <laughs> do mind body. Yes. You know, tie it in that way. Yeah. So, All right. So let's yeah. so let's get back to you know this interview. This you is know, what happens, man. I feel like I'm just ripping with the guy. I know what it is, man. I know. Just mean Just mean your dad riffing about how America's obese and nobody, everybody should just be yourself. Let's Vitamin D is Yep. We, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Yeah, because they're too busy playing on their iPads and not busy getting the hell outside. Exactly. Okay. Besides your base? No, I didn't. What? Oh, go ahead. I've got a pair of shorts and my walking shoes I'm going to hit the trail. Nice. West Orange. I'm oh, that's a good, that's a long walk. That's well, a good I'm time walk, man. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to go about an hour and 45 up because I knew I was out here and I'm like, this will be great. So it's something as simple as yep. that. It's totally, and, and you have to... You know, people just don't understand. In yep. a creative field, it's hard work. So, that's all it is. I mean, and talent and all of the other So, Eddie told us a story about how he got started at Pleasure, at Pleasure Island. How did you get started at Pleasure Island with Groove Logic at the Jazz Club? The, ja- the Jazz Club at Pleasure Island, where was that? Uh, one of the entrances there. Right next, right, to the candy, the, right next to the candy store. It was across the street from the, that dance club. Motion? Is that it? The one, yeah. the one that's circling? Like, oh, right mannequins? Mannequins. Okay. So if you yeah. come out of mannequins. That's Raglan Road now. Raglan Road, yep. Yeah. Okay. If you come out of mannequins, that's the pleasure of straight ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, back, back then, they had, um, I think, I mean, it's still a department of Disney, Talon. It's called Talon Book. Okay. And they did, they handled pleasure of They were for through Disney. Uh, and Steve and Kenny played in a big, um, on the big stage there. 
every night they would have New Year's. Yeah. There's a huge stage. Mm -hmm. That's right, New Year's, the fireworks and everything yeah, every night. Fireworks, yeah. That played on the main stage. So it was like, oh, so, oh, Rock and Roll Beach Club? That, no, that's the club. This is an actual... The, the, the live stage. Yeah, there's a big stage. A band will play. We're talking... When did Pleasure Island open? 90... 90... Mid-90s, yeah. Good Lord, I was a kid. Yeah. Mid-90s. So, All right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we, uh, we put the band together. But we did... Man, we did almost a year and a half or two years of Dex or something. Yep. In the old days. Wow. Park, and, uh, it's a home uh, Fairbank, the Fairbank. Okay. That was the old deck. I forget. There's a bunch of stuff they tried to get. Yeah. Anyway, we played in front of the beer booth. All these beers. He was like on that craft thing way before everybody. Interesting. So Dexter. Dexter's Park. Dexter. Dexter. Thorn Park. Oh, the bougie industry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dexter, Make that money. Yep. I, yeah. And he would have every Thursday. Was a, back then we called it a fusion group. That's Cold Fusion with Danny yep. Jordan. Yeah. In the 90s, I played there. Um, and it was just a great, every Thursday, you were guaranteed a certain amount of money. And you could drink good food. Beer. The food was I miss those hard. days and when you could drink and gig. And you could tell people, this is 90, uh, 89, 90. Yep. I'm going to Cold Fusion. It's, uh, you know, you didn't have the internet, you know, cell phones, so it's like, you got a steady gig. So come see us on Thursday. Which Thursday? Every Thursday. It doesn't matter. And it was consistent. You know? And so we had that house gig locked in. AKA, they had Wednesday. You know, different groups. And so when you want to play, you go hear the other guys. What are they doing? I got to write a tune that's going to. It's funny you say that. Um, my here's a, here's a stretch. My little brother's ex-wife okay, used to yeah right. Okay. <laughs> it's just funny to tell people. Oh no, I'm little sorry. The, the six my, the six degrees of separation right. is whenever her mom yeah, works at Universal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so whenever like my family's like that woman, she said hi to you and ran out and hugged you, and I'm like that's my little brother's ex-wife's mom. And the, so what happened? She was in when High School Musical was big. She sang in the High School Musical show that used to be at, oh, at Hollywood Studios. And she's a very talented singer, but I remember she was my roommate for a while because she needed a roommate, and I was like, this is perfect. You know, my little brother's in the military, and you need someone to live with. This is perfect. She was never home. And I would ask her, I'm like, where are you going? She goes, oh, well, because I sing in High School Musical, my friend Terry is Belle, and my friend Anna, Annabelle Liz is Ariel, and so we support each other. And I'm like... It's a theme park. Each theme park holds about 60,000 plus people. You're telling me that's not enough? And they go, well, no, we take, sh we take pictures of each other for social media. I'm like, that's a thing. They would literally like, you want to talk about musicians supporting musicians. She was in a theme park seven days a week, four working, three supporting her friends. And I'm like, that's a damn family right yeah. there. That's, and, but, you know, the rising tide lifts all the parts. I like that's that. The, that's the old saying. So, yeah, I mean, Doug Matthews, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was already, I was doing Dexter's with Danny Jordan when I was still teaching in elementary school. I had to finish up the school year and then move, your mom and I moved to, with you, <laughs> to Orlando. Wow. And it was like, Doug Matthews was like, uh, hey, Danny gave me your number, said you can play and you can read. Uh, I got a couple of gigs at the Hollywood. 
showbiz. Uh, oh, the Rockettes? No. Not the Rockettes. Okay. Do a, they do a sing-along or idol type. Okay. Okay. Remember, was this back at Magic Kingdom or? No, this at, is this is MGM. Okay. So do you remember? Doug, that was Doug's full-time gig. Do you know where uh, Rock and Road Coaster yeah. is? Not a fantastic, but it's be a small stage like right between there. Cool. About two hundred people could fit. Nice. And it was, uh, and it was like an eight uh, show, not show for No, no, of course. <laughs> They're all like. 510, 511. Oh, wow. You know, and, and that was Doug's main gig. Yeah. So he had you know, Doug working all the time. So he, so I got status and all that. Uh, even before I got the full time gig. Nice. He had to help me get status. He told me that whole thing. It was a two day orientation. And then I started subbing. I would come over from Daytona. He'd call, you know. And Doug would be like, I got this gig and I'm already double booked. You want to do it? I'm like, so guess what? When I got established, who's the first guy that I called? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then, then I helped some guys. And then they help. You know. And if you just do that in a pyramid, it's like now. I mean, come on, Marco. Yes. Yeah. Uh, name a bass player. John Ward. Silva. Silva. These are. Well, they always say you're supposed to surround yourself with the seven people you most want to be like. Absolutely. And it exactly. shows you that success that. begets success. Man, yep. That's a great, absolutely. Because when I be around down yeah. And I've tried that. And I always say that the thing that always sits still with me is that, is it still recording? Okay. The thing that always sits still with me is I always say jealousy is a disease. Get well soon. I don't That's hang true. out with people that talk shit. Well, jealousy is like you're mad at somebody, but you're taking poison. Yeah, like, that's brilliant. You see, it's like, it's, it's I mean, like just letting it. Yeah, I've always been inspired. It's great place. Oh, I love when my friends are successful. I'm so happy for them. Holy shit! And then I go, How did you do it? See, it's like it's like the same way my dad just said. How the hell did you get this guy on our podcast, huh? Yeah, I mean, in your defense, he birthed you, so he's obligated. Whoa! So, no, but uh, I, I appreciate no, it. I didn't birth him. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. you were there. You were No, you showed up for the fun oh, Yes. No, yes. but I'm saying he's talking about when he banged no, your mom. I know, I know he is. <laughs> No, but not to get that. I'm not gonna image, dude. Damn. No, but I'm, TMI, TMI. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Like you saying, dude. Wow. Okay, Dad. No, no, I no. I need a shot. This is getting good. No, but see, here's, here's the way you were saying. It's like, dude, how the hell did you get these guys on, on our podcast? How'd you get Eddie Trump? How'd Randy you get a Final Professor? How'd you get these guys? Randy was uh, he was a year old, two years, and he was great. Randy went to clubs. Uh huh. <laughs> Fun my, gigs too. My favorite Disney rap is. It was it was after your it was after your stage show. It was right after the stage no, show. This is this is Magic Kingdom. I know that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. What am I gonna say? Well, I know we're gonna say, but I remember I was backstage and I saw I saw Corel Deville coming behind. No, that's another. One. Oh, okay, we'll talk that's about that one later. Favorite, as far as music. Okay. We're back then. It was still '94. It was three. You would have been five. Five, yeah. Anyway, he was little. Dinky, dinky. You know? 
there was a lot of music. And I knew I was established by that. I'm an Orlando guy. Right. So I'm hearing and going and taking Remy, this is Pete Forte, this is <laughs> and he's saying hi to Steve Luciano and he knew some of the guys already, but you know, whoever played he never saw him close me out. And we go to Jay and the Silver Hill deals with steel drum band. Oh yeah. Like grooving the steel, the steel drums, and he gets so excited, he just puts his head and lies down in the bass, the kick drum, the bass drum. Oh, cool! And we got a picture somewhere. He's like half in this guy's drum set in the kick drum, just loving the reverberations in the bass. I love. So that was. I just remember we were so overwhelmed with because they played live right there on the street. You know, like six steel drum players and a drum set. Nice. Bass. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. That's rad, man. That's, so Remy, he's grown up. That's what my, my dad had a band back in 1977. Um, when he graduated, he, my dad graduated in 78. My mom graduated in 77. And I remember that my dad's band. What, they were, high school? Yeah. Wow. And they were the, 78? See? And they were the they were the Fantastics, F A N T S I X. It was eggs. And, and they we were the, in the eighties, kids, K I D Z. I love it. And I remember my first memory of him playing was that they had to come back for my. I, I come from a small town called Elwood City, ten thousand eight hundred people. Elwood City, uh, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb of Pittsburgh. Okay. And a little That's town a small of town. What's up? Near Apollo? Uh, about 45 minutes from Apollo. Oh, that's and I remember his band. Oh, dude, absolutely. I still, I should have worn my 412 shirt. Yeah, there you go. And he, the, him, it was, the band was are him. What? Really? Are you now? <laughs> are you going to tell the story now? It was him and his brother. And then. <laughs> yeah, dude. I am. Come on. Do it. What's Do it. Yins, I'm a Yinzer. What is it? Yins Yinzer. and Yinzer. And, and oh, I'm trying to remember. Greg, next time, Greg Parnell, a buddy of ours, a drummer in town. He's been there. He does the Pittsburgh thing. He is. Yeah. If, if you want a good laugh, check out. There's a YouTuber called Pittsburgh Dad. That's it. You know him? Oh, yeah. Dude, he's so. <laughs> oh, he's like all no, these jagoffs trying it. to get my daughter. And he, I'll never. My, it was. The, the band was two sets of brothers. My dad and his brother Danny and my uncle Louie and his brother Mike. And they played. And it was one of the, I remember watching him in like 85 when I was three. And it was, they're up on, they're, uh, they're, they're playing in front. And it, you never forget that, man. You never forget that. It's nope. really cool. But see, I Doing remember. Doing journey covers. <laughs> I remember my first Disney trip with my dad and my parents. My mom, my dad and my mom. My dad took me on my very first attraction, Pierre Pan. That was the very first. That was the very first stretch my dad took me on. So every time I go back to Magic Kingdom, I have a little tear coming down my face because it brings back that memory. Yeah. Aww. So you know. Back in the old days, Disney at Christmas holidays, they would close the parks. That's beautiful. Yeah. You had to. It's like you had to sign up. I think it was like. I think it was physical. You had to like sign something in your department. Hey, I'm going to come doing Tuesday at you know six o'clock, and you know, and they would uh, they would allow all the employees that signed up for that night would have full run 
of the Magic Kingdom. They had right in and they had food everywhere. Good Jeez. food. <laughs> took Schaefer, you know, and then it became, uh, well, it's not going to be, okay, you can bring your fan, but during regular, you know, it's like, uh, Well, that, that was like yeah. when I, I worked for Hard Rock back in the day. And I was like, as their memorabilia docent. You might actually, do you know Jeff Nolan? Yeah. Okay. That's an artifact. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was my trainer. He was I the one. I the kiosk at the, is it on iDrive or is it in the hard drive? There's, it's stacks and Motown. I did the music yeah. for those. Oh, wow. You, you hit a button and it tells you a little story. Yeah. If you that music, I did that. See, Jeff, Jeff was always a hero of mine. He was yeah. a good, he's been a good friend. And I took his job when he went to corporate office. And so that was what I did. So I became. I love the, all those artifacts. Oh, it's then, amazing. There's one you go down like to the bottom. Uh, it's in the hard It's gone. That's the court. That's where the offices are now. That's where all the management oh, offices are. Oh man. The Lennon, you know where. You the Lennon the room hole. is still there. Okay. The Lennon room. That, we did a gig there, and then they said, "Hey, your break room is here, but you want to go down and look at Sid Vicious' bass with yeah. the sexism." And I'm like, "Only oh, if I can yeah. play it." And yeah, that. Like, oh yeah, there's an old amp peg. I can plug that Sid Vicious. <laughs> and they had all the day. Peter Frampton, uh, yep. Les Paul. They had the Vault. It was called yeah, they, the Vault. The Vault. Yep. That was we had a hip cat that was working with us that I miss it it's gone now okay see I'm, yeah I went down there but of one of my one of my favorite things of the hard rock is I can't believe what they had oh that dude they didn't put on display they just let you could wear John Lennon's robe yeah. and take pictures and stuff all the no, that, fuck well they get space right yeah and then you rotate stuff out hard rock has 80,000 pieces of memorabilia and only about 20,000 of them are used yeah. I held so, so where's whenever, it whenever I got my job it was in the vault. Now it's they moved it to Flo- uh, Hollywood, Florida. It's they moved to Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, because that's where the Seminole yeah. tribe lives. Oh, but I mean, is it? Are they displaying it? Nope. Lock and that key. Sucks. I know. When when we went there for my when Jeff Nolan trained me, he was he took me on his tour and I got to. This is Eddie Van Halen's guitar. This is Peter Frampton's guitar. And then he goes, check out this snow globe. And the snow globe was one of the ones where it was a bride grabbing the groom because he was trying to run away. I'm like, oh, this is cool. What's this? He goes, that was the snow globe that was on Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love's wedding cake. I almost passed out. Oh, damn. (laughs) But one of the cool things that Hard Rock used to do, and and they said that they stopped doing it for 9-11, literally all the way back to like 1970, I don't know about 71, but it was whenever it came to America, so probably the late 80s, early 90s, if you worked at the Hard Rock, every Hard Rock employee that had been with the company for at least a year at Christmas, they give you a $100 basically Visa gift card as a, as a Christmas gift and they doubled it at two years tripled it at three all the way up to ten years you got up to a thousand dollars for Christmas it was a way of thanking Whoa. people to stay with the company yeah, thank you we don't want recidivism we mm-hmm. want to keep good employees mm-hmm. and that was and the Hard Rock employees would bank on it it was almost like a rebate and really then, and now you're going to stay with the company and safeguard your gig yeah and, and, and 9-11 happened like, and they said when you feel like you're part of it each Ex- year, man, it's almost like owning stock. Yeah. Yeah. And then 9/11 happened, and they said, "Hey, um, times are tough. We can't do the uh, bonus checks anymore." And they just cut it worldwide. Yeah. And wow. Once it's cut, it's cut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the backslide. And, and by the way, in no way slamming the Disney Corp or anything. Yep. No, no, of course not. No, 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 no. Times no. change. Times right. change. Exactly. It, it's a freight train. And, you and can. I am not ready to test it. Back in the day, back in my day, no. I'm yep. forward. Yep. Whatever. Change is healthy. Yeah. But <laughs> there is a golden and 
Did you ever have Steve or yet Steve yet? No, not yet. We're going to. We're going to. Jerry Calvert was there at 70. Calvert. And they were telling, you know, so, but there was a, a thing with a company, I mean, Christmas holiday, okay, you would get this envelope and there'd be 10 passes to multiple passes to 10. Then they Sing! It, yeah, then they knocked it down to five, and yep. then it was like two. And, and some of them was based on they knew how many were in your family, so some cats got more than that. Because so they knew you had yep. extended family. Universal used to do what that. What did that cost you, uni- that? Universal I'm used to do every three months. I'm going to buy Remy's going to want hamburger. I'm going to want a hamburger. I'm going to want beer. I'm going to want Turkey leg. I'm going to spend some serious <laughs> and, bread. But what I feel really hurt them. I'm going to give them away. Oh, no, of course. But what, what I think. But what, what hurt them is that. Disney could give you tickets because you're still supporting them because you were buying burgers and fries and beers. Mm-hmm. The problem was is I'll never forget I took a family on tour one time. They clearly couldn't afford my service, but somehow they 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 paid for it. There was eight people in the family. And I still joke that the only reason they only had eight is because once you get to 10, you have to employ a second host and they were trying to shave money. Four adults, four kids. The four adults had backpacks that looked like they were mountain climbing Sherpas. And I said, they're the biggest bags. They had bagels, cream cheese, sandwiches, bottled waters, candy. They didn't want to pay for any of the food. They had, I'm talking, everything they needed for the day. And I said, what's in your backpacks? They said, oh, well, we brought food. And I'm like, there's like 30 restaurants inside the park. Oh, we're not going to pay those prices. It's too expensive. And I'm like... People like you are the reason that those prices are so expensive. Disney wouldn't have to charge $400 for a cheeseburger if they sold more than three a day. That's true. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And so, but, and it's frustrating because it was at Universal, every three months they used to give you two passes. And so, yep. And, yep. and you could wait up to a year to claim them. So after a year, I'd go in and there'd be eight passes, and I would take my whole family, my mom and there my brothers go. and sisters and their kids. And, and you spent money. Oh, we spent tons because see, because they saved me eight hundred dollars on tickets, so I could spend three hundred on a meal. I'm way ahead. If I spend four hundred dollars today, I'm still I, ahead. I'm still ahead four hundred bucks, right? That's how. That was my thinking. It's like you know, or I could give them to friends. As it just you guys struggling or you take it to come. or I'd save them you know a relative would say hey we're coming down can you do anything instead of me calling my you friends been, and I think the other big thing is I just go here go have fun is I think people reselling the tickets is what well, hurt it too yeah, that was the one that no there's okay. always somebody okay Grandma Bohemian yep Grandma yep right? I haven't done that in a while years <laughs> yeah it has years um, <laughs> And now you can drink again. Because one idiot, you know, had, you know, one beer or two men who were So the musician screwed it up. So it was like, the rest of us are adults. I'm going to have a beer while I'm doing this game. I want to take the edge off while I'm performing. You can't have it. Nope. So it's the same thing. It's like a couple of employees go, oh, I can sell these. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then they ruin it for everybody else. It's a goodwill transaction. Yeah. By the company. Share it with your friends, your family. Don't try to make a profit. 
Nope. See, as soon as you do because that, because the thing is, Disney you know, will Disney well, and Universal will catch you if you yeah, start selling your freaking tickets. Thing happened in, in that same wheelhouse. Mm. Have you ever been to the whiskey on Sand Lake? The whiskey. Do you do you remember Cricketer's Arms? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, Cricketer's Arms got bought a few years ago. Uh, that was a that was a fun place to play poker there. Good life. Very, and they still have it. Jeff and it's Howell. Jeff Howell. Jeff Howell plays yeah. there now at the whiskey. And what happened is the owner of. Monster? Listen, I don't go past Colonial Town. That's bro. fine. Sometimes Maitland, Park, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing Trump. I love it. Winter Garden. It's huge. Yeah, Randy and I, we do not cross Mills Avenue Mm-mm. on a Tuesday. We stay on our side, bro. I love it. They, but they, um. No, I love it. No, the whiskey got uh, bought See, by a. Um, uh, him and his wife were bar. He still performs there. And wow. him, it was him and his wife were both bartenders at the Hard Rock. And they quit. They took the money from her dad, gave him like an investment, and they bought Cricketer's Arms because it was going out of business. And they bought it, and it's That's now, sort of it's now called The too. Whiskey. But what's so funny is it's, it looks like a Hard Rock cafe when you go in there. There's Johnny Cash autographs and guitars and stuff because everybody that worked there, they said, anybody here who used to work at Hard Rock back when it used to be fun to work here? Right. Like, like back in the days, there are stories about people that would, if you were outside... You'd walk up to your table and be like, oh, cool, you're smoking. Can I get it? Can I bum one? And you'd smoke. And anyway, my name is uh, Joey, and I'm uh, here to take. What can I get you guys? Yeah, and you're writing while smoking? Well, once go- again, it's called hard rock. It's yeah. It's supposed to be rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And when I heard Justin smoke, Bieber on it last month. You know, two months ago I was there, and Justin Bieber came up, and I'm like, I give up. Yeah. Bieber? Yeah. The Biebs? They no. had just called it the virtual jukebox cafe yeah. at this point. No. But so no. what happened is... They told everybody, they're like, anybody here who still embraces the old school hard rock horse, come work, we're hiring. And everybody that works, they used to work at hard rock, and it was the exact same thing. He would let employees drink if while they were working because it would take the edge off, no, not get crazy. And all it took was one guy got into a fight with his girlfriend, yeah. and he did a bunch of shots at the bar, got in his car, backed out, almost hit somebody, and the very next day they're like, hey, you can't drink at work anymore. That guy had to quit because he almost got his almost got his culo smashed. Sure. Wow. He, yeah. It's always that one. It's all that one asshole who will just ruin it all. We're not saying drink the work and drink the Yeah, no, no, no. Drinking is fine if you do it in moderation and safely. Those passes, you know, it's like, come on, you know what the intent is. Yeah, right. It's not to sell it ten times more. See, it's like, it's like, but it's one or two people that ruin it for everybody else. Yep. Social contract. Yep. See, it's exactly what my dad said. Like for me, when I when I used to work for Disney Universal, I would save up those tickets to give it to other family members. Like when my family would come down to town, they're like Remy, can we go to Disney? I'm like, what do you guys want to go? Let's go right now. Let's go. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. For me, it was normally if, if there was a girl I was talking to at the time, I'd be like, hey, uh, your family want passes to uh, go to the park? Uh-huh. No, they're free. I got you. I got you. Oh, Daddy Mac. <laughs> That's right. Oh, memories. Oh, Hipper so, younger me. Dear. So Joey and you know, I, Joey and I had this question that we asked all of our musicians uh, who came on our show to build a band. To build a band. Yep. Who are your t- Who are your top? You got a lead singer, top? a lead yep. guitar, a bass, a drummer, and a keyboardist. You got to build a band. <laughs> a singer, a keyboardist, a bass, a lead, and a drummer. Can I have a rhythm guitar player? You can have a rhythm guitar player too. That's, you, you're Leonard Skinner. You can have 15 guitar yeah. players. <laughs> you got a brother who knows how to play here. You get a guitar. Uh, take him. There you go. So. Uh, I know, right? That's the. Right, so because I'm thinking, am I going to 
am I going to collect it, or am I trying to get homogeneous cats? You know, like. Well, you're building a cover band. They have to just be good. Oh, it's a cover band? Yeah, you're building a yeah. cover band, so oh, they got to be good. That. Oh, a cover band. Cover yeah. band, yeah. Well, then, they just okay. have to be great musicians. Well, then, okay, then this, these are going to be session guys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, All right, ready? Patrice Russian on uh, keyboard. Leland Stillar, Lee Stillar. Yeah, on bass. Steve Gadd on uh, drums. Michael Landau on lead. And <laughs> the greatest showman. Michael Landau. Michael plays great. Oh, and he then, does. Uh, Paul Jackson. Oh, nice. Uh, Paul Jackson Jr. All the Thriller up. Paul Jackson Jr. Interesting. That's all him. That's rad. Yeah. But anyway, so there, there you I go. I love it, man. It's some yeah. great session See, musicians. Because if you're talking about, and then you can say do a country tune. Yep. Do a... Reggae, pop, rock, that's what I want. Yeah, Funk. About a cover band. Yeah, it's cover band. You're talking about just like your dream band. Okay, yeah, okay, what's your dream band? Right. Like play together? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. What combination do you Okay, want? for me, like, what I can, like, for me, it'll be, it'll be uh, Philip Belly on, on vocals. It'll be uh, Dibble Weckle, Dibble Weckle on drums. All right. Then it'll be on guitar. It'll be a local guy, because I know. I'm, I'm gonna go with the local guy. I'll go, Lu, Lu, I'll go Luciano. Luciano. Luciano on guitar. Bass will be Victor Wooten. We love that guy. And on drums will be. It's hard. I mean, for drums, it's hard for me. I did. Oh, I did say what? But who, who am I missing? Keyboard. Okay. Shit. You know what? I don't know any, don't know any keyboard players. That's the Rick thing. We'll see. I mean, like, okay, let's do that. I'm gonna go uh, Rick Wakeman. Uh-huh. And then JR, this guy named John Robinson. Shake the body down to the ground. Oh, okay. Scott Lee got me working tonight. Oh. No, that might be the That's not him. <laughs> but anyway, John Robinson, Chuck Carter. Uh -huh. He's known oh. for his huge back. <laughs> right? See, I With got Rick Wakeman who goes. <laughs> I love right? watching him play. So, close my okay, mind. So now, that's a cool scenario. So okay, so we got this groove drummer. But I still got David Lee Roth as my lead singer because I want a front man. Right, I want a front man. Oh, I want a guy who okay. can steal the so show. Now, now we want. Uh, so we got Rick Wakeman, who's a very showy. That's what I want. I want a. I want a band that I can sell to Vegas right, and say they so can sell out David before. Yeah. Great front guy. We got the Killer Jr. throwing down the groove. Now we can pivot. Do we want the guitarist to be a role player or something super flamboyant? Or the bass player a role player or super flamboyant? Or both of them in your face kind of play? So, shoot, because I would have put I would have put Slash as my guitar player because right. he's also he does. I'll put Prince. Oh, Prince is a guitar player. No, because know, he's going to be fighting for lead vocals. Yeah. He's going to be fighting okay. for lead all right, vocals. All right, all right. So you got That's Slash, too much talent. Slash, David Lee. Rick Wakeman and JR. So the bass player's <laughs> gotta be curling it down. Boots so Getty Lee. I mean, that's a little too you already got a prog rock You're right. You well said. Okay, here so, how about Bootsy? Bootsy Collins? That's a fun guy, but it's shit. There we go. <laughs> Bootsy. Okay, here's Everybody, one for you. What about how do you feel about Felix Papillardi? Uh, well, from the last one. Yeah. Mountain. Mississippi Queen. Oh, okay. oh, oh, shit. Yeah. oh, you mean bass player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, aside from his oh, wife shooting him, that Felix dude rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 
because I feel like that's a guy who never misses okay. a note but that's doesn't like have to the be in the sign. Yeah. With all that. All right. Cool. See, like that's a man. I'm gonna go home and Photoshop there that. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, band together. Hey, speaking of which, bro. Yeah. So, guys, I'm, I'm gonna say from bottom of my heart, this has been an amazing <laughs> time podcast, flies man. when you're hanging out with family. Exactly. God, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, guys, this has been one. This has been an amazing podcast. Uh, we want to thank uh, Home Sweet Home, the Crooked Can Brewing Company. Uh, we want to say thank you to Carl and the crew. You guys are doing a great job here. Thank, thank you, Jessica, for the heavy pours. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> so much uh, and uh, what I think our guest my pop pop of funk Mr. Pop Truck Archer here oh yeah we will uh, but guys uh, on behalf my name is Remy and always with me is my partner in crime D Dre Mazant it's been lit fam uh, you've been listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify we'll see you guys real soon tune in next week you guys do not want to miss this a corporate time Tom and Dan will be on with us uh, and uh, the following week we have Fritz on the street. Excellent. You guys take so, care. You guys have a great day. Bye. My gosh. So rude.